Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 340. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. We're going to have a great conversation about MCAT scores and admissions and what does that look like and how are schools using that kind of stuff. And uh, because I think there is a lot of misinformation out there, misunderstanding of really how high of an MCAT score you need to get in to medical school. Go to blueprintmcat.com. Blueprint is our sponsor of this podcast. Go to blueprintmcat.com today. Sign up for their free account to get access to their amazing study planner tool, half-length diagnostic, a free full-length exam, and much more. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. Zaska, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. How are you doing? Doing good. Calling in from NYU School of Medicine, um, which I'm loving so far. Just not loving the fact that we have a test coming up. <laughs> oh, no. What's the test on? Uh, it's our uh, second cardiology exam. So I don't know. I, I think it's cool. I I just I, I, I don't think it's for me. Like, I definitely understand the appeal to others. I have some friends who are like obsessed with the heart. But I don't <laughs> think that's my calling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, the heart's obviously a very important organ in our body, helping circulate that oxygenated blood to our extremities, our brain, our liver, our kidneys. And, uh, it's, it's funny when you, you talk to an orthopod, they're like, oh, the heart's just there to supply blood to the bones. And you talk to the nephrologist, the heart's <laughs> there to supply blood to the kidneys, right? Every, the heart is just there to supply blood to whatever organ it is that you love. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, so I want to talk about, uh, obviously you're a blueprint MCAT live online instructor. That probably means you scored really well, uh, on your MCAT. You are at NYU Grossman school of medicine that historically, uh, they value the MCAT very, 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 very much. Um, uh, <laughs> most of your classmates are probably super high scoring MCAT students. Uh, I've talked to the Dean admissions there, like they value the MCAT, they value stats. That's something that they chase, um, as an admissions office. That's great. Um, but someone listening to this right now, maybe their maximum capability on the MCAT is a 505. And they're, they're sitting there with major imposter syndrome going, I'm never going to get into med school. People like Zoska out here scoring 520 whatevers and, and at NYU, I, I want to have a conversation about how this MCAT plays a part in admissions. 
knowing that there's some bias. Number one, you scored really well. I didn't score well on the MCAT. I, I got the equivalent of a 502. I scored a 27 on the old 45-point scale, uh, which is the equivalent of a 502. Uh, mostly brought down by my my verbal reasoning score, which is the now the car section. Um, let's let's talk about MCAT scores. Does a student have to yeah. get a 520 plus to get into med school? <laughs> The answer to that is no. And I know, like you said, that this is coming from, you know, like, obviously I did do well in the MCAT, but based on my experiences with like working with other people that I know from USC or like other people that I know, like you do not need to be scoring like in the 520 somethings to be able to get into med school. Um, I think an important thing to keep in mind though um, is the importance of, you know, like researching the schools that you're applying to. Um, they're going to be, I think the biggest resource here, especially when you're building a school list is going to be the MSAR, which I think is medical school admissions requirements. Correct me if I'm wrong. I yep. don't remember. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's probably going to be one of the most important tools that you can use um, while you're building your school list, just because it'll really tell you how much an individual school values, um, like MCAT score specifically. So for example, NYU Brisbane, which is where I go now, I think the average or like the median MCAT is like 522 or something. Yeah. Clearly based on that MCAT median, the MCAT is something that they value pretty highly. Um, but there are other schools that I applied to. Um, for example, like I'm from Texas. So I also applied to, what is another, um, like University of Texas, um, like medical branch. Mm -hmm. um, and I let me double check what the MCAT median school it is I think it's around like a 511 512 and so like using that information from like the MSAR you're able to kind of deduce based on that like how much a school values the MCAT and there's some schools that really care about it NYU being one of them but you can find like the other schools that do care about that stuff too mm -hmm. on the MSAR but there are other schools that maybe like don't value it as much and kind of take into account like other aspects of your application that yeah. matter just as much if not more yeah utmb is a, a 513 for their median so obviously a lot lower than than nyu um my my challenge with something like um uh it's it's funny it says here the median is 515 according to the msar for for grossman which Whoa. doesn't <laughs> unless there was a huge change year over year that's uh that's very interesting. Um, the um, the challenge that I have with looking at stats like that is they don't tell me how the MCAT, specifically as we're talking about the MCAT, they don't tell me how the MCAT is actually viewed in terms of admissions. It just tells me that the students who got in have that MCAT score, that median or that average with standard deviations. Now the MSR has that. And it doesn't really tell me, oh, this is what they valued. Therefore, that's how I should be thinking about it. It's 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 that whole correlation causation uh, argument, right? Because yeah. if everyone, my argument has always been, if everyone's using the MSR in this way, all you're doing is perpetuating the numbers. Because you're like, oh, I'm going to apply to the schools based on my stats. Then the schools only have those stats to choose from. Therefore, those stats are still the same year after year. And and it it doesn't give a full picture of the range of MCAT scores and GPAs that a school will consider. It's just, 
all of this data squished down into 10th, 90th, 25th, 75th percentile kind of stuff. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think like the MSAR is a good place to maybe start your search, but I think it's an important thing also, right? Like if there is a school out there that, you know, you really resonate with and that does a lot of stuff that you're interested in, obviously you want to create like a pretty like a relatively like balanced like school list and make sure that you're doing your research. But if there's like somewhere that you want to apply to that, like, hey, like I really like the initiatives that they're doing. Maybe your MCAT isn't like super close to their median. You shouldn't let that prevent you from applying somewhere. Because I think another thing and when we're thinking about like where the MCAT fits in in a, in a medical school admissions picture is thinking about like all the other elements that go into an application. So like, let's say that you're really interested in working with underserved communities and you want to go to a medical school that serves that kind of patient population. Um, if you, you know, like take the opportunity in your personal statement and your activities descriptions to describe like why the specific school would be a really good fit for you, that could also be like a really strong piece of evidence as to why you would make a really good medical school candidate. Yeah, I think that's a, a big part of it. So let's let's talk about right the uh, a little bit more specific in terms of well what mcat score do i need right if we look at the aamc uh the last i looked it may have been updated but the last i looked it's 511.9 is the average for uh either matriculating or accepted students i, I forget which specific one it is right nowhere near a 520 plus that that uh, you have and that probably a lot of your classmates at NYU have. And then I also get messages from students. Like I, I just got one maybe a week ago. I got several a week ago, but one specifically is like, hey, I got a 503. I got into my dream state school, right? And it's like, right, an MD school, uh, which is always, I have to clarify because that's what students want to know. I, I don't care between MD or DO, but students want to know um, because a lot of students will think, oh, low low MCAT score means I, I can only get into a DO school. And I'm like, no, like that's just a bunch of BS. So um, th there's such a huge range out there of students getting in, not getting in. How besides the MSAR, right, which which has a limited kind of view in terms of data of stats, how's a student supposed to know, will this school even take a look at me with my below average MCAT score? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, I think at least, like I would probably, I don't know like of any other specific like resources out there that are like generally widely available that I would use. But I think one thing that I use and a lot of my friends use too when applying to medical school is just seeing if you can like use your like alumni networks or like asking your friends to see if you know somebody who like goes to school there. Because I feel like people who like go to school there or like might even like work in admissions there or know somebody who works in admissions there, but kind of have a better picture of like what these schools kind of value. Because you're right, like the MSAR doesn't paint the full picture. Um, and honestly, there's some insider tips that only like people who go to that medical school or only people who work in admissions would know that they prefer. So like, for example, I applied to the University of Chicago for like medical school. And I talked to someone who goes there and I didn't know that they had such a big like emphasis slash like want for students who have an involvement in like social justice and like yeah. working with like underserved communities specifically. Um, 
And, you know, that's something I wouldn't have known had I not talked to that person. And like getting those like little nuggets of wisdom from people who are there is like really helpful. Plus, honestly, like talking to them outside of the admissions context, like I feel like people are always like, oh, like I love those like student panels, like during your like interview days. And those are helpful. But like, you know, if you're like at an official like medical school event and your dean is there, it may affect the things that you say. Right. And Mm -hmm. so like being able to have these kinds of Um, like more intimate, like one-on-one conversations kind of like offline can be very helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. Reaching out to students, um, getting, getting a lot more of that information. I know with the platform that we're building at mapped, mappd.com, we're hoping to get into some of that nuance of information of like, what is the school specifically looking for? Not here are the stats of students, right? But but what are yeah. they looking for, right? You mentioned University of Chicago um, in terms of social justice. Uh, are they looking for first-generation students specifically to, to, to build out a class? Are they looking for uh, lots of med schools have some rural medicine tracks? Are they looking for that? Stuff that it makes it really hard. Uh, the MSAR or the school's website, it's just it's really hard to find that sort of information. So we're we're hoping to build some some resources for students to 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 narrow down those types of programs and stuff as they're applying. So I guess the the takeaway for this episode is, yeah, a high MCAT score helps, and it's not the end of the world. If you even have a below average MCAT score, there are still still students getting into great medical schools and becoming amazing physicians with lower MCAT scores. Exactly. I was just talking to like one of my best friends from undergrad. She's applying this cycle. Um, and she took the MCAT twice. The first time she didn't do as well as she wanted to. And the second time she also didn't do as well as she wanted to. She thought that she was going to improve because like the first time around, she kind of had some personal like extenuating circumstances that prevented her from doing her best. And then she retook it. And then she also, you know, like didn't improve by a margin as high as she wanted to. Mm-hmm. And she was like, honestly, I don't know if I like necessarily like want to take another gap year or even like attempt to take the MCAT again, right? Because taking the MCAT sucks. It's a long exam. And taking it twice is like, you know, already like such a huge feat that she was like, you know what, I'm just gonna like throw in the towel. We're going to work really hard on the other app, like other components of my application and just send it in early and hope for the best. And I worked really closely with her to like make sure that her personal statement was like really, really good. And like, you know, love to gas up my friend, obviously. And maybe I'm a biased person because I helped work on it and she's one of my closest friends. But like legitimately, like it's like one of the best personal statements that I have ever read. And I was like to this friend, like friend, like I know that your MCAT is not necessarily where you want it to be, but like I am like very confident that like the quality of this personal statement will like carry you very far. And she is like, you know, under the MCAT median for a lot of the schools that she applied to. And she has like six or seven interviews now. So I am very happy for her. And just, you know, like a specific story as to, you know, getting a lower MCAT than you want is not the end of the world. And you can still like have an application cycle with flying colors. Yeah. And that's, that's the moral of the story, right? Is, is, uh, especially looking at that median number on the MSAR, a lot of students think that's a minimum. I'm like, no, that's a median, not minimum. Uh, median means 50% of the class is below that number. Um, and obviously 10th and 25th percentile paint a little bit of a bigger picture. 
The MSAR did add median with one standard deviation to the MSAR last year. So that helps clear up the picture, but it's still not a crystal clear picture, uh, full transparency wise in terms of the full range of an MCAT score that uh, a school will accept. And so at the end of the day, my, my advice to students is if you think you're gonna be a great fit at that school, if you think you're gonna thrive there, uh, if you just have always dreamt about going to that school, apply, right? It's it's a little bit of money, a little bit extra money to add a school to the list. Unless it's the military medical school, then it's free. Um, a little bit of money for secondary essays. But if that's your school that you've always dreamt about going to uh, or think you're going to be an amazing student at, let them say no. Don't say no for them. All right, so there you have it. Talking about adcoms and MCAT scores and all of that good stuff. How do you know if you're gonna be accepted into a school with your score? That's the question that we hopefully had a conversation about today. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to go to blueprintmcat.com. Sign up for that free account. Thank you, Blueprint MCAT, for sponsoring this podcast. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.